Today's show is sponsored by Talkspace, the online therapy company. For a fraction of the price of traditional therapy, you can pick an experienced, licensed therapist you relate to and feel comfortable with. Each and every therapist has at least a master's degree and has completed over 3,000 hours of supervised work. To match with your perfect therapist, go to Talkspace.com forward slash boom. And to show your support for this podcast, use code boom to get $30 off your first month. That's boom. Talkspace.com slash boom. B-O-O-M. You are Locked On Broncos, your daily podcast on the Denver Broncos, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. But this one's for Pat! Oh, yeah. Let it breathe, baby. Man, I just love that music. Feels like game day, doesn't it? You were locked on Broncos. It's time to drop some knowledge. I'm Chad Jensen, the publisher of MileHighHuddle.com, part of Scout Media, part of CBS Sports. And with me is my co-host, Luke Polglaze, a semi-pro football coach and NFL draft analyst, among many other things. Luke, what's good, my friend? Did you have a good weekend? I did. Any kind of time off is good in my book. Um, you know, being that it's kind of ramping up to the season for Australian rules football, definitely getting into the the training swing of things. So good to be back on the field there. To me, there's nothing better than a staycation on the weekends when I have the opportunity. And of course, uh, my duties as a content creator, my duties as a husband and a father don't always allow it. But sometimes to me, the best weekend is when there's nobody expecting you to do anything. You can just chill. And in so doing, Luke, over the weekend, I actually watched an interesting movie. I was curious to see if you've seen this. Um, my wife and I watched The Arrival. Have you had a chance to watch that one yet? I have not. I've heard very good things about it. It's actually on my list to watch here in the next couple of weeks, but I have yet to see it. Yeah, we, we red boxed it, and it is a very, uh, it's an interesting movie, and it's it's very cerebral. My wife got bored from it very quick because it is, I mean, even though it's compelling and interesting as far as the sci-fi elements, you know, aliens coming to the earth and all that stuff kind of keeps you involved. She was, uh, she kind of tuned out of it pretty quick, fell asleep, but I watched the whole thing. It was phenomenal. It kind of reminds me, and, and once you watch it, we'll have to talk about it, but there's kind of an interstellar, remember that movie with Matthew McConaughey, the uh, Christopher Nolan epic there's kind of some uh, space-time wrapping your brains around a new way to perceive space and time and that whole continuum that I thought was pretty pretty interesting. Well, and you can also go back to Contact is another movie that's kind Ooh, of yeah. in that similar vein. That's another great movie. That is, and it's an even better book. I recommend reading that book. Mm-hmm, but, mm-hmm. Uh, but hey, we're here to bring you a daily podcast focused entirely on your Denver Broncos. We check in with you at least five days a week, and we're not here to just report the news. We're here to do a deep dive on the Broncos. So the thing that helps us out the most, I mean, aside from you listening, which we appreciate very much, is when you retweet the episodes on Twitter, when you share them on Facebook and other social uh, channels. And go check out our work over at milehighhuddle.com. We have some killer premium Broncos content, more deep dive type of stuff for the Broncoholics out there. And in fact, just over the weekend, um, Nick Kendall, of course, who we've had on the show uh, a couple of times, a couple of two, three times, he put out a great film piece on Adam Gotzis, uh, focused on one game in particular to kind of showcase the pros and cons and, and what kind of work this kid has ahead of him. Very compelling read. Go check that out. And don't forget, 
our premium subscribers, our members, get 10% off on tickets, 10% off also on Broncos team merchandise through Fanatics, and we've been getting a lot of new members. So I would assume some of those new members come from the, the listenership of this show, and we appreciate you. Also, follow the show on Twitter, at Broncos. Just open up the phone, the Twitter app, find at Broncos, click the follow button. It's very important to us. Uh, growing this show and of course the home of locked on broncos is audio boom but be sure you're subscribing on itunes and if you're an android user stitcher because we have a lot of broncos content coming down the pike with the free agent period the draft and you're not going to want to miss a single episode now today we're going to spitball an idea um, that i wrote about last week at mile high huddle and it's one that is is quite polarizing Uh, among the fan base and look we know from sources that the Broncos plan on bringing in a veteran quarterback this year the question is what type of veteran quarterback because you know you look at Tony Romo being the obvious choice uh, as as a guy who could be an instant starter could put the Broncos back in the the Super Bowl conversation right out of the gates or the Broncos could follow more of last year's suit and sign a uh, a fail-safe guy like Austin Davis strictly a guy that's there um, you know, to, to as worst-case scenario type of option. Now, Luke, before we really sink our teeth into the meat of today's topic, which way do you think the Broncos are leaning, considering they got two young quarterbacks? Are they looking, in your mind, for a day-one starter like Romo or more of a fail-safe like maybe a 37-year-old Josh McCown? Well, I think there's kind of a few different ways you can go here with this. Uh, either they're looking for a guy who's going to start this year uh, and maybe a little bit beyond and kind of gamble on on that guy to be the future of the franchise. We saw that happen a few years ago, obviously Peyton Manning being the classic example. You know, you had a, run, a young quarterback in town who'd had a bit of a run, um, had some success in Tebow, but, you know, maybe the, the franchise wasn't ready to pin it on him. And so they went with, uh, you know, a guy in Manning who'd proved he could, he could get it done. And right. so either they bring in the guy who's going to be the starter for this year and beyond or they bring in a guy who they say all right we're going to start him for a couple of games this year until we got a kid who's ready um and you know i'm uh, struggling to think of an example here uh but you know maybe like a a ryan fitzpatrick geno smith kind of thing um Mm -hmm. if you're going to bring in ryan fitzpatrick and say all right we're going to start you till you know just a couple of games so we can get geno up to speed and once we're once we're good with starting him he's going to be our guy and we're going to roll with him Or you bring in a guy who's just a backup and you're bringing him in and saying, hey, you're going to be the backup. We're going to roll with the young kid. And if he goes down for whatever reason, you're going to get the chance, you know, kind of like Colt McCoy in Washington behind Kirk Cousins. Mm -hmm. At this point, I would have to imagine that they're going to go with the middle of the options. I don't think that there that there's really a guy on the market besides Tony Romo, who's going to be the guy that you're going to gamble on long term. And I don't think that any of their young quarterbacks have shown so far that they're the, the guy um, that, you, that you can really kind of start now and just get a guy to back them up. I think you need a guy to start this year and kind of transition into the young quarterbacks, presumably into Paxton Lynch. Yeah, and you know, it, it really is compelling, I'm sure, the urge to try and repeat the same history with Peyton Manning because they were so successful in going out and finding an accomplished veteran like him that came in and arguably presided over the most successful era, four-year era anyway, in Broncos history, not counting, well, four years, yeah, I would say, even even more successful, all things considered, than any other four-year period in, in team history. Um, so that 
but the problem is Peyton Manning's a once in a generation type of guy, and there's clearly no one else like him on the market. I mean, Aaron Rodgers isn't coming out anytime soon for you know being up to to be acquired. Your Tom Brady's, your Drew Brees's, these guys are not going to be available, and those are the type of caliber that Peyton Manning was. But one person I would like to submit is Jay Cutler into this conversation. And listen, I I do so knowing full well the ramifications. I get it. Um, after more than a decade in the NFL, he's got 11 years under his under his belt. The book is out on Cuddy. You know, he's not a winner. He's got a questionable attitude, questionable leadership ability. Luke, you take away all the preconceived notions about Jay Cutler and just look at him as a quarterback. How would you feel, before we really get into this thing, about him being that Broncos veteran? And as you said, somewhere in the middle. He's kind of one of those in-the-middle type of options. Well, I think if you're going to you know, roll with Jay Cutler, you have to know what he is. And you know, if you look at – if you're going to create a scouting report on him, which obviously Denver has, you know, particularly since they played him, you know, was it uh, last year? No, it was two years ago. Um, they played him in uh, Osweiler's first start. That's right. And so they, they have a scouting report on him. They know what he's capable of because when you're in the NFL – your personnel department keeps notes on everybody because, first of all, you never know who's going to hit the market when. And second of all, you know, you got a game plan for these guys. So the the Broncos scouting department is no doubt aware of his limitations and of his kind of traits that you can build around. So, you know, first of all, this is not a, de- a decision that Denver's walking into blindly. Um, they have their notes. They have their scouting done. Uh, and they know what they potentially would have on their hands with Jay Cutler. And let's not forget, I mean, he is still under contract with the Chicago Bears, but GM Ryan Pace is reportedly looking to part ways with Cutler, and and it's mainly because of financial reasons. The Bears can save $30 bucks on the salary cap just over the next two years by cutting ties. And we know that Cutler, you know, he it, here's my opinion. Cutler has an undeniable talent just breaking it down to his natural ability as a quarterback. And that has tantalized many a a coach in the NFL, many a GM for the last 11 years. But knowing his history and knowing his cost currently, as, you know, with the Bears, that contract he signed, I think it was uh, 2013 that he still has three or four years left. Luke, do you think, looking at the lay of the land in the NFL, there's a team out there who would be willing to – trade with Chicago to acquire a Jay Cutler and that type of a contract. Ryan Lindley started a playoff game. As long as that fact holds true, and it is a true fact, then Jay Cutler will have a job in the NFL because, you know, the NFL is so starved for quarterback talent that they're going to take a guy like Cutler who, you know, lest we forget, he took the Bears to the NFC Championship game one year. You know, this is not a guy who uh, is just kind of a a middle-of-the-road quarterback with no playoff success, you know. Cutler has been there. You know, he's been down that road and he's taken them, you know, to within a couple a couple miles, so to speak, of the promised land. <laughs> um, so I definitely think that there's going to be a team out there where they're going to open the front doors and send them swinging open to welcome in Cutler. I think it's going to be interesting to see if, you know, do they do it via trade? I mean, obviously this week we saw uh, in Miami it looked like Brandon Albert was going to hit the street as a free agent and then, you know, uh, they basically uh, all the reporters walked back the reports he had not been released and now all signs are that he's likely to depart Miami via trade so it's going to be interesting to see if Chicago 
maybe floats the idea of cutting Cutler and then sees, uh, you know, if they have teams kind of reaching out and saying, hey, well, we see you're you're willing to cut him. Maybe we'll throw you, you know, a late round pick or something to to flip for him. See, and and I, because of that contract, now this could all change if he was willing to restructure, but the mammoth size of that contract, I, I have a hard time seeing Cutler getting traded. Now, I agree with you that there's many teams out there uh, on an open market who would certainly deal with Cutler in an effort to bring him in. Um, and he still, I mean, he could be traded. I do believe, though, ultimately he's going to be released um, or... Another option is he could be restructured to actually stay in Chicago because they don't have a whole lot of other options right now. But if I had to bet money on it today, I'd say he's going to get released. And at that point, he becomes an unrestricted free agent. Let's look at the positives before we talk about the negatives with regard to Jay Cutler. Luke, in your mind, okay, we'll look at this two ways, pros and cons. What are some of the reasons the Broncos should consider Jay Cutler. Now, this is assuming he's a free agent, okay? Not let's make a trade because we know the Broncos, at least from what I've been told, are not interested in giving up any kind of uh, draft capital or personnel to acquire a veteran quarterback. So assuming he's a free agent, what are some of the reasons the Broncos should consider Jay Cutler? What could he bring to the table in your mind? Well, I mean, there's a reason people have been comparing every strong-armed young quarterback coming into the league via the draft, you know, over the last couple of years, as you know, having a Jay Cutler arm. I mean, dude can sling it. He's got a fantastic arm. Um, can definitely get the ball downfield. Um, he, he he's seen enough defenses over the years that he does have kind of that veteran smart at this point. Um, and I mean, quite frankly, you know, we've seen what he can do with good weapons around him. When he had Brandon Marshall, when he had Matt Forte, he he did good work there in Chicago. Um, now, obviously, this past year, Alshon Jeffrey wasn't really there. Uh, Kevin White, the young kid, hasn't really made an impact yet. Um, so he was kind of dealing with scraps this year in terms of talent at the at the skill positions. You know, I'll never forget. Some of you will remember this, listening to this show, but it was his rookie season, 2006. It was, I believe, I just did the piece on this, so I should know off the top of my head, but I think it was his third start on the road against the Arizona Cardinals. There was a play, the Broncos were on uh, their own 46-yard line. Naked bootleg, roll out to his weak side, so he's rolling out to the left. Javon Walker's running uh, like a post on the left side, and heading for the end zone, Cutler rolls out on his weak side, squares his body with the line of scrimmage, uncorks this frickin' rocket, and takes a shot in so doing that was on a line. I mean, this thing was on a zip line, 64 yards it traveled in the air. Boom, right on target to Javon Walker. It was a phenomenal play, and I'll, I'll never forget watching that game and thinking to myself, whoa. The Broncos now, because up to this point, you know, with all the drama with with uh, Plummer, who I supported getting benched, you know, with the Broncos at seven and four at the time when they benched Plummer in the lead in the AFC West, I was never um, too keen on the fact that the Broncos actually sp- uh, spent a first round pick on Cutler, and all the way up until this point, that was the first time really that I sat up and went, "Whoa, this dude has some skill." I'll never forget it. In fact, if you go check out the piece, uh, milehighhuddle.com, there's a GIF in there that shows the play. But, you know, those are some of the, the, the positives. You know, he does have undeniable talent. Now, the negatives. As mentioned earlier, Cutler is, you know, he doesn't have a very good reputation for his intangibles around the league. 
Luke mentioned his most successful year overall with his with a team, which was in 2010, going all the way to the NFC title game, losing at home to the Packers, who went on, of course, to win the Super Bowl that year. But he also had a very successful year individually in Denver back in 2008, which was his career high in passing yards. He threw over 4,500 yards, earned him his one and only Pro Bowl nod. Now that season was why Josh McDaniels was able to bend Chicago over the table and exact two first-round picks, a third-rounder, and Kyle Orton in return for Jay Cutler. The dude can ball, but he has the penchant for you know throwing the ill-timed interception, which my opinion is a lot of that comes from feeling like he has to do so much, or too much, I should say. He is Denver's former first-round pick. You know, There's new front office leadership in Denver now with Elway, but Cutler does have experience in, in that organizational culture of the Broncos. Luke, in your mind... Looking at the negatives of this guy, and this is where a lot of people have sounded off to me since I broached the subject uh, late last week, why shouldn't the Broncos consider Jay Cutler in a perfect world if he's a free agent? Well, I mean, you look at Jay Cutler and everybody you know, makes jokes about the picks and the pick sixes. To me, it comes from Jay Cutler just getting lazy and just not going through his normal, you know, what he should normally do as an NFL quarterback. And, you know, we see this with gunslinger quarterbacks that they trust their arm too much and they don't trust their eyes or they don't trust their feet. And they don't really, you know, go through what they need to do in order to make a throw. Um, and that will come back to bite them time and again, as we've seen with Jay Cutler. Um, to me, you know, he he's had issues in the locker room in the past. Maybe he's cleaned those up. Um, I definitely think he's you know a far better teammate now than he was in Denver back in the day. Yeah. Um, and you know I think he's gonna make an NFL team. Uh, fork out money you know via trade or via free agency. Um, I just think that at this point he he's kind of you know he's shown us what his ceiling is. Um, and while that ceiling can carry a team to the to the NFC Championship game, he's been there for sure. You know, I have some difficulty believing that he can lift a roster that hasn't got the talent, but I think he can be kind of um, a part of a a part of a, a just a cog in a machine in the right kind of situation. I would agree. And look, all I know is that the notion of Jay Cutler is just not as far fetched as as a lot of fans might think. I know that Cutler's name has been discussed internally by the Broncos front office just as a possibility, just as a feather in the cap. It would take multiple stars aligning in a very strange football universe for Cutler to end up back with the Broncos. But, honestly, I do like the idea of Cutler better than I do Romo. And the, the main reason why is, you know, they both have injury issues. Both of them have struggled to finish seasons lately. But Romo's, you know, his injury history, he's got the bad back, he's got a weak clavicle. To me, Luke, that's much more worrisome than some of the uh, nagging issues that Cutler's had that's not really something that's going to scare you off. Well, I mean, here's the thing. When Tony Romo's healthy, he's a top, what, 5'8 quarterback in the league? There's no denying how how good Tony Romo is when he's healthy. I think the issue is, can he stay healthy? Um, and in that, in that situation, his floor of being out injured is far lower than Cutler's, which, you know, Cutler's floor is a probably a bottom 10 quarterback in the league when he's off oh boy it is a bad day at the office yeah um, that's true 
but when he's on, you know, Romo is that good, and Cutler's probably, you know, middle of the te- middle of the pack, top fifteen, you know, in that kind of ten to fifteen range right there. Um, so I think what it comes down to for me is, do you trust that Romo's going to be healthy and stay healthy, versus is Cutler going to be able to produce at a high level? Um, you know, we we don't have to doubt Tony Romo's production; we just have to doubt his health. Well, the 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 money would have to be right. You know, who knows exactly what this stage in his career, uh, Jay Cutler's looking for in a, in his next home because you know he he can read the signs. He's had the conversations with Ryan Pace, which we know Ryan Pace talked about it at the Senior Bowl. They've talked about that basically everything's on the table right now with regard to Cutler's future in Chicago. So is he at a point in his career where it's just all about making money? Does he want to win? You know, a lot of those questions would have to be answered, but there's no doubting the Broncos do have many of the skill position weapons in place for a guy like Cutler for a year or two to step in and uh, have some success. But then again, as Luke has pointed out, there's also a lot of things you got to worry about. You never know if he gets out of bed one day on the wrong foot and just has a terrible day at the office and totally sinks your team's day. You never know. And that's that's why right now he's considered to be, despite his amazing talent as a quarterback, he's considered to be much more Jeff George than he is, of course, John Elway. But, hey, thanks for listening, everybody. Be sure to, to follow at Broncos on Twitter. Just take a second, get that done. You can find Luke on Twitter, at Luke Polglaze, myself, at Chad and Jensen. We love hearing from you. Keep hitting us up. And check out the other killer podcasts on the network. Right now, Locked on NFL Draft is killer. A friend of ours, John Ledyard, is uh, the new host there. You want to check that out. Don't forget to subscribe. For Luke, I'm Chad. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Mile high huddle. <laughs>